Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Truth. We are all broken and in need of healing. But this is a fact that perhaps we don't like to readily admit. However, Keeping our painful memories in the dark can cause more trouble than having the courage to bring them into the light. On today's episode, I interview the inspirational Kristalina Ebert on not only why, but how to begin the process of healing. Join us as we discuss Kristalina's four pillars for healing, and as a bonus, three fun facts that I learned about Kristalina from our time as neighbors. You won't want to miss it, so stay right here. Friends, do I have a treat for you today. On the line, I have the one, the only, Kristalina Evert as my guest. Hey, Kristalina. Hey, Lisa. I completely don't deserve that introduction, but thank you very much. Oh, no, you do. You do. (laughs) You are so, so dear to my heart. I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. I've been wanting to do this yes who is right thanks for having me thank you for having me it's really an honor so I appreciate it hey this is gonna be so fun I'm so excited so before we dive in here we have um a little bit more of maybe an intense topic today we're doing how to heal so before we dive in I wanted to give just a little bit of a picture of Kristalina that maybe most people don't get to see because you see Kristalina and I we used to be neighbors right like five minutes away from each other yeah, if even that. Mm-hmm. If even that, yeah. So I got to see a side of Kristalina that the maybe the <laughs> Catholic world hasn't seen. So I want to share just kind of three, mm-hmm. um, three aspects of Kristalina that I think the world should know about. Uh-oh. Okay, here we they're go. All, they're all good, I promise. Okay, <laughs> the first one, <laughs> the, first, the first thing everybody needs to know is that pizza is not just pizza at the Everest house. If they invite you over for pizza, it, Kristalina doesn't mean she's just going to have pizza. It's like a full-on party. Every time, and I love it. There's balloons, there's pinatas, there's, there's um, jumpers and inflatables, <laughs> yes. and you know, let's blow up the inflatable in the living room, Lisa. Why not? Let the kids have at it. I know. I think the first time I came to your house, you had an inflatable blown up inside your house. I was like, with a slide, girl, you got to get an inflatable with a slide. Listen, it's the gift that keeps on giving to mamas. You blow that thing up in five minutes, and all the energy just comes out. It's it's perfection. So. Yeah, it's it's good times. Yes, you are an amazing hostess. We always <laughs> loved coming to the Everett House. Oh, oh, we always had a good time. Thank you for that. It was fun. Yeah, you bet. Yes. Okay, the second thing, and I think you could probably deduce this, but I can tell you from experience, is that Kristalina is an amazing cheerleader. She's the best cheerleader. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I remember when I called you, um, I think we were trying to set up a play date, actually, and somehow the idea of my book, Dating Detox, came up. And you immediately lit up and you're like, oh my gosh, Lisa, this is so great. Oh, we're so excited for you. We're, we're here for you. Jason, I'm here for you. What do you need? Like just right away. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Like Crystalina yeah. believes in me. <laughs> Heck yeah. God anointed you. Do it. You move forward like a soldier, baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So any, if I ever need like affirmation, I know I can count on you. <laughs> so, oh, you're so just the other day on the phone, you did the same thing. You were like, you're doing great stuff. I'm like, oh, you're the best. You Such are. It's wonderful. Oh, you are so sweet. Okay, last thing is is that Kristalina, I what I love about you and what I, I'm always like pushed and challenged by is you always put your vocation first. 
And I got to see that firsthand. And it's just such a testimony, such a witness, such a gift. And I know you get to do all of these amazing things through your ministry that people get to see. Um, But I just wanted to be known that Kristen is an amazing wife and mother. She just is. Her kids are her first priority. And you just you just see it as soon as you walk into the family. So it's, it's just great. So thank you for that witness. Oh, thank Lisa. That just touched my heart. Thank you. I, re- I really appreciate that. That was very, very kind of you. You bet. I just want to make sure, because I feel like our audience knows you as definitely from chastityproject.com, all the amazing yeah. work that you and Jason do. Um, yeah. Women made new your website. Such a gift, such a gift to the church. And so that's the side of Christina that most of us know, but I, I want to make sure everybody knows how fun and awesome that there's inflatables at the ever south baby (laughs) right and and glow in the dark balloons those two how can you have a party and not have glow in the dark balloons at night for the kids it's every it's so much fun oh my gosh there's a little little tip there for the mamas if you're going nuts and your husband's out of town just turn off the lights and blow up some glow in the dark balloons and you're having a party with the kids it's great good times it is yeah it's great yay yay okay time to dive in you ready we're gonna talk we about go. yeah mm-hmm. let's just do it let's go there how to heal okay <laughs> healing I why don't you start us off tell us just a little bit about your journey like why women made new why do you spend so much time focusing on healing well um the, I when I got married with Jason and and I went through my huge conversion and um I really just started over completely and God just just did such a beautiful work in my life And I had this, I don't know, misconception, this lie, I guess. A lot of women, I think, feed themselves is after I got married and I walked down the aisle, all of my baggage and and things that have happened to me in the past, I was just going to leave right outside of those church doors and I was going to walk into my new life and be happily Mm -hmm. ever after and just kind of go, you know? (laughs) And I was able just to put everything behind me. And, you know, of course, everyone wants to do that and it's the easy thing to do, but, um, over time within our marriage, I was still doing ministry and chastity project work. We, um, ended up two weeks after our honeymoon, I ended up getting pregnant. And then it was like, I feel like baby after baby, I've just had, um, been very blessed with children. And in all of that comes a lot of the stresses and, and different things that started triggering, I don't know, just really, different emotions inside of me. And I started having a lot of issues and I didn't know where they were coming from. I started getting really angry all the time and I was mad and at all. I just didn't know what was going on. Even probably maybe even a little depression, I would say. And I was, I just didn't know what was going on with me. And I remember being in the kitchen, like, oh my gosh, I've got babies and laundry and the house is nuts. And, and, and I'm there in front of the dishes and I started crying. I'm just like, what's wrong Aww. with me? What's going on? I was just so frustrated. And yeah. Jason comes over to me and he hugs me and he's like, it's okay, honey. You're just under construction right now. <laughs> Thinking, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, what a guy analogy. You. Yeah, it was like so loving, but it was such a guy thing, you know, but I got it and it was good. But I think through a lot of adoration and prayer, um, I can only go so far by myself in my healing process and working through things with Jesus together, um, that I had to come to this conclusion. I I really needed counseling. Like I really needed to talk to talk to someone about what was going on. And that was really humbling and hard because nobody wants to admit that, well, something's wrong with you. And nobody wants to say, Oh, I need to go seek professional help because I can't sort my own life out. You know, it makes you feel weak and 
insecure and like, you're just like something you're broken and nobody wants to admit that. And I know I did not but, um, my family and my marriage were more important to me. And so I went and I found a counselor and I started going to counseling and within that counseling, um, God is so good that we just went really deep into my past. And a lot of things came up that I was sexually abused when I was a child. And I didn't know that. I think I just, I just buried so much so deep that, um, I, I just made so much sense to myself when God made that revelation to me. And it was so hard. And I'll never forget that day that, that it all just kind of happened. But at the same time, I made so much sense to myself, I think for the first time in my entire life, because it made sense why I did certain things or I love the way that I love or how it was hard for me to, to receive love or give love or just different things that I just didn't understand why I was the way that I was. And God didn't want me operating like that. God didn't want me always thinking that, oh, I'm just not good enough or I'm not I'm not lovable enough, or I'm just not enough in general. It's it's just this weight you kind of carry around with you, and um, and it also made sense why I sexualized so much in high school, and I sexualized my anger, and just like I said, I just made so much sense to myself when that happened, and and it was a hard day, but it, it I look back, it was a good day, you know. So mm-hmm. from that point on, I just went into this really deep healing process because I just wanted to root out the yuck. And I wanted to just expose. It's like, if I was going to do this, I was going to go all out all the way. Cause that's how I am. That is so and you. I, yeah, I just dive in or get out, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I just went in and I just wanted to face it. I just wanted to face it. So face it. I wanted to own it. Okay. These things happened to me. It was really hard. It was horrible. But then comes the point where you, I just, you want to heal it too, because you really do want to move on once and for all in your life and not carry this around constantly with you and let it affect your family and your kids and your friendships and just everything. It it really does affect everything. And, and I think it's so easy to just associate with, well, this is how I am. This is how I've become these, this is just who, who I am. And it's just such a lie from the pit of hell because that's not how anyone should operate, um, feeling that way. So I dived into my healing process and, and I wanted to let other women know and just give them the courage. Like you're not alone, bad things happen and, but it's okay. And that God's with you and that he wants to make you new whole and do great things for him through the process. I'm so glad that you have answered the call to speak about this because it is so important to hear like a real live person testimony to say, yes, yes. it was scary. <laughs> But I did it. I went through the process, you know, and I'm glad I did it. You know, I just feel like that gives everybody so much courage to say, yeah, I can do that too. I don't have to stay where I'm at. I don't have to live with this guilt or shame or feelings of inadequacy that, that weigh me down from my past, but I can, I can move forward and God wants me to move forward and you're living proof of that. So praise God for that and for your vulnerability I mean, here, you know, with, with the world, it's just what, what a gift that you have said yes to that. So, so thank you. I, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm so grateful. It's, it's, it's really amazing, Lisa, because I don't have to pretend. Mm. That's the beauty. Like, I feel like so many women pretend and on the outside, we try to be just this perfect image of who we want the world to see how we are and this perception when in reality, it's, 
it's so fake and it's not real. And I feel like it's kind of a tool of the devil to just kind of build up this person that that's kind of surfacey, but that can only go that far. Because if we go deep and we go into those wounds and we really find out who we are, what we're made of, what has happened to us, what's, what's going on, why do I act this way? Why do I, why do I do certain things here or there? Why, do, why am I more prone to these vices than those vices? And why do I keep going in the confession for the same thing over and over? And it's just not getting rooted out. There's a reason for that. And if the devil can stay hidden in the wounds and in the lies, he's got the upper hand. He's got the upper hand on that person. He had the upper hand on me. And it's so easy to believe the lies. Well, this is just how I am. And, and that's that. And I'm always, and I was always trying to just like be worthy, you know, and that's not something that you have to prove not to God and, and not even to yourself that you're worthy enough because you are right off the bat, you know, God created us to be faithful, not perfect. And I feel like everyone strives for this like perfection that they're just never going to get. And the beauty that I in the gem that I came out of my healing process with is that I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed mm-hmm. of what happened to me. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't walk around with this shame and this guilt and this weight of like, and this dirtiness that comes along with all of that because you don't have to. And is it hard in me have to be healed? Absolutely. Is it hard to, to kind of face the most ugly part of yourself? Oh my gosh. Or just ugly things that have happened to you. Yes. But at the end of the day, to go get healing is like, why wouldn't you want to go and become this strong, whole woman of God that he's calling you to be and to heal you and not operate as I felt like some handicap all of my life. I always felt like I was handicapped in certain areas and it just made me crazy and and even more frustrated and mad, you know, like it was this catch 22. Mm -hmm. But after I just kind of went in and it's amazing because God wants to take those things away from you. He wants to heal you. He wants to go with you there into the, into the brokenness and the wounds, but then he also wants to replace it. He wants to replace it with his gift and his love and his virtue and his strength. So then that way you can go and you can do what God truly created you to do. Because in my motherhood and in my marriage and my household, I felt like I was operating as a handicap. And it was, and I I constantly just felt inadequate. I wasn't good enough. Why can't I do this? And, and it was just so frustrating. So God wants to do great things, but our sins, our wounds, our brokenness definitely will hold you back. They'll cage you up and you'll only be able to go so far until you're able to kind of face it with Jesus. Cause he'll slay the beast. He'll slay those monsters. You just need to give him permission to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I know there are definitely people listening on the podcast right now who are like yes that's me like I've got this beast and I want to get rid of it yeah I want to heal from it and I know I don't want to be here anymore so I want to get real practical with you because this is the how-to catholic podcast where we get super practical and you've got for me today four pillars which I love pillars for healing and so I want to walk through those and if you could just tell me a little bit about each one of these pillars like how do we implement this because Cause you were able to do it, but right. Right. It wasn't just like Jesus heal me. And then it was like, yeah. I'm healed. <laughs> oh, no, you oh. need to go into the fray. Like you need to go there, but with Jesus, you know? And, um, the first thing that I did is, okay. I'm like, okay, Lord, you want me to, you want me to find a counselor? Um, I, I need you to help me do that because that's what, where women made new truly did come from is that I, it was so hard for me to find a good 
Catholic counselor and trying to find good resources for healing that they were just all over the place. And then you don't know what's good and what's not so good because certain things appear to be good and then they're not and they lead you down the wrong path or even a counselor because I went through one counselor before I found the right counselor, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, it was hard for me at first, but you have to find a good counselor. So you can go to Women Made New and I made it really easy and accessible for women that just to go there and there are different websites where you can find a good counselor for yourself. But I would suggest a good Catholic counselor. Um, and the first counselor you find may not be the right one. And that's mm-hmm. okay. You know, but God will not ask you to do anything. He will not give you the grace or direction for it. Like he gives us everything we need. If, if he asks us to do it, he's going to give us the tools to accomplish it. So I found that right counselor and I was seeing her maybe twice a week in the very beginning there was a time when I was going through the thick of it I was going literally three times a week to like get through all of this and just to commit to it and if you start just to commit because God will fight your battles oh my gosh till the end and he'll be there with you but you have to show up you have to fight he wants you to fight and you're fighting for yourself because no one else can do it for you no one else can heal you you have to take kind of your own personal responsibility because there's power in that and he wants to give you the power in that. Right. Mm -hmm. So to show up to your own fight and go to counseling. Second, after I did my counseling, um, I was constantly in adoration. Like he truly is the doctor and he'll heal every and anything that you need to be healed. And I did it in adoration and I would go there at times, especially I'd go to counseling. And then right after counseling, I would go spend time with Jesus. And sometimes I would just be in the back, back with just bawling or crying or talking with him or journaling. I'm hoping no one's seen me. Kleenex everywhere. And I'm just like, this is crazy. But it's so real. It was so real and raw and, and it was safe though. And a lot of people feel, well, there's nowhere I can go. No one who I can talk to. And no, there really is. And Jesus is there. He's waiting for you. And I truly believe Lisa that Jesus in the Eucharist is the most powerful thing we have on this earth because not all of hell can go against that host, not Mm. all of hell. And he just wants us to come to him. Like, and you cannot not sit in front of Jesus, even for the smallest amount of time and not be changed in some way, shape or form. And not that you're going to go in there and be like, I had this huge mystical experience. Oh my gosh. You know, it's not that, but that your spirit is getting renewed. Your spirit is coming alive. If you recognize it or not, just being in his presence uplifts your soul, you know? And sometimes I would even go in there and just sit there and I'm just like, Oh, okay. But at the same time, God is still doing work in you and you may know it or not, but it's still so powerful to go. So to go to adoration, go give him your wounds, go give him everything. I would go in there and give him everything, my brokenness, my sins, my past, my memories, my insecurities, my hopes, my dreams for the future. Like I would just go there and I would give Jesus everything. And do you know, this is what's crazy is there were times when I would sit in adoration And I would have these flashbacks come to me in my memories. Oh, wow. And I was like, whoa. Like, And I would just be like, that should not be happening right now. I'm in Jesus. This is a holy place. I shouldn't be like remembering these things. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, it was the perfect place. And I realized going back is like that, like, because it would come out of nowhere. And I realized, wow, that was Jesus coming and literally healing me. 
and taking that memory from me because I look back and I don't even know what, what came in front of me. I know it was just bad. And even sometimes it was just filthy or dirty or whatever it was, these memories of things that had happened to me. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And it's beautiful because he really was healing me in such a deep, beautiful level level. And I couldn't really relate to Jesus as a man to the man that came and saved. I couldn't do that because I had issues with men, but it was gentle and beautiful because I could relate to Jesus in every way in the Eucharist. And that was safe for me. And so I was able to go to him in the, in the Eucharist and then slowly even him as Jesus, as a man, I was able to embrace after, after a time. And it was just really beautiful and it was just safe. So I know it's hard to dive into these things, but if I could leave any message out there for anyone to hear and to get something out of, it's that you're not alone. And maybe you've been raped. Maybe you've had an abortion. Maybe you're in an abusive relationship or coming out of an abusive relationship, or you've come from an abusive family, or you've really low self-esteem or eating disorders. Like, I don't care what the sin is that this stronghold that may, may just be controlling your life. It doesn't matter what's happened to you in the past. All that matters right here, right now, today is where you go from here. And I truly believe that this is an invitation for all women that deep down in their heart know God is calling them to something greater, to something more in their lives and just existing and surviving and going day day to day because this is not who you are and that God wants to heal you. And is it scary? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, it's frightening, you know, it's because Mm -hmm. if you want, you leave it in the past, you want to bury it. But at the same time, imagine this, I had a 75 year old woman send me a letter. She emailed me and she said, thank you. Thank you so much. Because now I feel enough courage that I can start healing from my father sexually abusing me for 18 years. And she goes, I carry this around with me all my life, but I'm going to get healed now. Now imagine that old, that woman and God bless her. And I just like, it was such a grace for God to have her email me because I thought, wow, 75 years of dragging this around with her, 75 years of the weight and the baggage and the shame that she had to deal with when God just wants to free her of that. And all the things that maybe he can do in her life now and help other people because he can still do great things with her when she's 90, you know, (laughs) he can do miracles through her, but it's not worth your life to carry that around with you because he wants to make you whole. And I'm telling you, do great things with you, regardless of how broken you've been with in the past. I'm sorry. You can be fierce and vicious for God. And and he wants you to be, you know, he wants you to have holy courage, baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So that was the second thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's the, um, let me, I'm give a quick recap here. Um, so okay, our first, yeah, yeah our first pillar, stop. I'll just keep going. <laughs> But I know that about you, so it's no problem. I love it. Oh, great. (laughs) So great. Okay, so our first pillar for healing is counseling, finding that great counselor and not being worried if it takes a couple times. You know, just because you don't find it the first time doesn't mean you give up. You keep looking. And they're they're there for you. You're not Mm -hmm. there for them. So you can't hurt their feelings. You know, it's not about them. It's about you. Absolutely. Yeah, don't bring that into the counseling room because that's not worth it. And the second thing is the Eucharist, just spending that time with Jesus bringing it all, laying it all out there and not worrying if you're the lady with the crazy tissues and the snot. It's <laughs> you and Jesus. They can get over Just it. Just do it. That's, That's right. right. That's right. All right. Well, let's take our quick mid-show break here because you have an amazing saint quote to live by. A quote that I don't think I've heard before and it is oh, so my- good. 
Yes. So tell us, what what is your saint quote to live by? Okay, St. Therese of Lisieux, and it's, um, God will not inspire us to do what cannot be done. And uh, years and years and years ago, I got that quote, and it just has been such an inspiration every day for me. So that's that's what I live by right there. And how perfect for this topic, too. Like He's not going to inspire you to desire healing and wholeness if it can't be done. That's right. That's not That's the God right. that we have. I love that. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's let's uh, write that on your bathroom mirror with a dry erase marker. Put it in front of your face and remind yourself, with God, we can do this. Yes. All right. Awesome. Okay. So let's take, um, why don't you take us into pillar number three for healing? Pillar number three. Um, it's really important to find a good priest, a good priest that you trust. And that you can consistently go to confession with, because it's really hard to just do the same thing over and over and over if you're accountable to that mm-hmm. same priest every two weeks. I was going to confession every two weeks. I still do try with actually like once a month at least, no more yeah. than that. But to go to confession during this healing process and see if they can be a spiritual director, because through this healing process, you need um, spiritual healing as well. And some things you're going to have to deal with in the confessional that may come up. And some things you may need spiritual healing or deliverance from that the priest can help you with or just say healing prayers over you. Um, But it's really important to find that priest that you trust, that you can go to, that you can talk with. Um, And if you don't know a priest, just just ask around or ask your friends or someone that you know or even your grandmother. My goodness. You know, good little Catholic grandmothers sometimes just have it all. But just find that priest that you trust and go from there. But like I said, if God is asking you to do this, he's going to send you everyone and everything that you need to do this. And, And if you can't find that good priest, just pray. And, and I know God will take care of it in the end. Um, the last second pillar, the last fourth pillar is, and this is a hard one. This is kind of a hard pill to swallow is that there were certain people in my life that I knew that shouldn't have been there if they were friends or even family members sometimes. And so I really took it very seriously. Um, and I prayed in adoration and, Sometimes you just have to step away from certain people Mm. or like I said, family members that were involved in certain things in your past or whatever it is, God will let you know. But sometimes you have to just take a break from them in your life and it won't be forever. And some of these people, it may be forever. Like maybe God really doesn't want some of those people in your life and that's hard. But sometimes when you're going through your healing process, especially if it's family or family members, there's, there's just some healing that needs to take place. And it's really not about them. It's really more about you and that you have to set some boundaries and you just have to get some space from certain things in order to truly heal. Because some people can be incredibly toxic and some people can bring Mm -hmm. up things that just aren't okay inside of you. And that if you go and you heal and you become whole and you deal with those issues, then when you go back to those people, those issues may not be there. That anger may not be there, that frustration or whatever it is you have to just get those people out of your life. And some people, like I said, they may stay away and you should keep them away. And other people, you just gradually bring them back in when you're ready and you pray about it and you feel at peace about it. But also to surround yourself with good people too, to replace it with something, to find good fellowship, friends, people that support you, family members, um, people at church that you trust. Just find 
that good set of people that can encourage you in your healing process because it's hard. It can be hard at times. And at times you're just feeling like you're the only one going through this and, and it can be much, but at the same time, um, you need that love and that support as well, but not to say, Oh, well this person, Oh, it's okay. No, to really cut the serpent's head off. If something in your life is keeping you from the grace of God and keeping you from doing exactly what God's asking you to do. Sometimes you just need to just cut it off and that's that. And then God will bring you back to that person if it's his will, because if you're outside of God's will, what do you truly have? Nothing. But if you're in God's will in your life, you have everything. Oh my gosh. You have everything you need. You have all the power of heaven, all the power of God. You have everything you need because he's going to give you everything you need if he's asking you to do it, period. So it, it may be hard, but it can be done. I love, <clears throat> sorry. I love that. I think that is so important to recognize that you do, you need boundaries sometimes. It, you need to yeah. kind of keep certain people out. And then you also need to allow certain people in that good mm-hmm. fellowship, those friends who are going to be there to support you. So good. Yeah. So just take that inventory and also know your non-negotiables, know the things that you're, that just are not acceptable in your life and don't allow certain things in your life just because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm -hmm. That's just not okay. We're not here to not hurt other people's feelings. We're here to live for God and we can't live based on what other people think of us. Mm -hmm. It's just not a way to live. So yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So the four pillars, again, we'll recap real quick, is counseling, the Eucharist, finding a good priest that that priest you can go to confession with on a consistent basis and get the spiritual advice and healing that you need and to, um, we'll call it create boundaries, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> both to keep people out and bring people in. That's how I'm going to sum that up. But such good advice. And I love that last piece. I feel like that's a piece that maybe you wouldn't consider or think about in your healing process, but recognizing, yeah, there's, there's toxic people who you need to have in check. And there's also people who you need to support you because you can't do it alone. Um, obviously no. there's Jesus, right. And there's your counselor, but we all need friends. We just need those people who we know are there for us that aren't necessarily serving like a, a, a defined role, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but just there, <laughs> which we all yes. need. And just have patience with yourself because it's a process. It really is a healing process. And there are kind of stages to the healing process of of kind of just beginning, then you're going through it. And um, it doesn't really happen overnight because I was dealing with these things almost, I mean, all of my life at that point. And it took a lot to weed out a lot of habits or just different things in a way of life that I've grown used to because I associated myself so much with it. But it's, it's not how it's supposed to be. And that just give yourself time and patience. And there are going to be days that you're overwhelmed and crying and maybe just like, who am I? Like what's going on? But if you ever have it, just go to Jesus. You'll always know who you are in Jesus. Just go to him though. You just have to go to him in that. Persevere sister. You've got, this. that's right. You've got this. We're made for hard ladies. God created us mm-hmm. for hard things. You know, we can mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. and give all the strength of God in you to do so. If you go to him. Absolutely. All right. So let's close out this episode here with your how to challenge. We love to get practical here. Obviously we gave you four pillars, but if you were to say like, what's the most important thing like to start, like, what is your, like, where, where do we begin here? Like, what is your challenge for us? 
So I really thought about this and I was praying about this and it always goes back to Jesus in the Eucharist. But my challenge would be to just spend a solid hour each week until Lent is over with Jesus. And even if you're breaking it up, like you go Monday for 30 minutes and Friday for 20 and 10 on Sunday or just whatever, break it up how you need to, but make sure in that week you're spending up that full hour and really pray and ask God, what do you want me to do? Ask him, go to him. Like if I need to heal in my life and you need the strength to do so, just ask him for it. And if you give him that permission and you give him that, yes, He'll show you and he'll lead you, guide you and give you exactly what you need to do. Because he never leaves us alone, but he always gives us the direction we need if we're quiet enough. And we really listen to that small, still voice inside. I tell my kids, that's our compass to heaven. You know, like just listen. God will take care of it. but You have to listen, you know, so just go to adoration for that solid hour if you possibly can and just spend that time with him and see what he has to say to you. That sounds totally doable. I love that. And what a perfect time, too, is we're getting ready to enter into Holy Week and enter into the resurrection. What a perfect time That's to right. be very That's intentional right. spending time with Jesus. Yeah. Thank yep. you for that. And you are welcome. And I do want to say this for all those ladies that are kind of sitting on the fence like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. Just remember that and this I love this quote is that it doesn't matter how dirty your past is, but that your future is spotless. Oh. And just remember that. So beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Christina, for hanging out with me on the show today. I know this is going to touch a lot of hearts. It's touched my heart. I know there's, like we said, it's a process. There's always more things. I'm like, oh yeah, I could probably bring that into the light and be a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should go there. Thanks for having me. It went too fast, but thanks for having me. This was great. No problem. And I'm praying for you ladies, all of you out there that are listening. Just know that I take you in adoration with me and I'm praying for you. Oh, thank you for that. What a gift. So if you want to connect with Crystalina, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Crystalina Everett. And I got to say, you have some of the best. I love your Instagram feed. It's just like quote after quote of truth. Like, so good. I'm like, where does she find this stuff? Literally, so, God. I just pray. And I'm like, okay, God, let's do this. Let's find let's something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No problem. So if you're not following her yet, go go when you get off the show here go follow. You can also find uh, more information about Jason Crystalina's ministry and all the great work they do at chastityproject.com. And also want to point out Women Made New Again, that's where you can go to find that list of counselors, which um, is so important to find a good, solid Catholic counselor who's going to lead you in the right direction. And you can also find on there an adoration chapel. So there's no excuses, ladies. Excuses are tacky. So this is the thing. If you want to find adoration that's near you, you go under faith and websites and go under faith. Um, and maybe you can't get to a computer soon. The website is therealpresence.org. Again, therealpresence.org. And you go there and you can look um, and see, just put in your zip code and see if there's an adoration chapel, a perpetual adoration chapel near you will, um, where you can just go and hang out with Jesus. You just made that dummy proof. Good work. I know. No excuses. <laughs> it's right there. This is her tacky, Lisa. This is her tacky. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, there you go. It. Put that on your bathroom mirror too. I know. <laughs> no. So, but the, then it's like, then, you know, it's like, oh, how do I find adoration? Some people didn't, don't even know what that means. I know this audience probably does, but then, then it's all there ready to go. Jesus is waiting. He's waiting there for you, ladies. You got a date. You got a date. You got a date. All right. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening in. Thank you to Crystalina Everett for joining me. If you want Thanks to connect. Thanks for having me, lady. 
Yes, such gift. If you want to connect with Kevin and I on the podcast, our email is hello at made to magnify.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin's at Kevin R. Cotter, and I am at Lisa Ann Cotter, and with no E. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please give it a rating on iTunes, add it to your podcast subscriptions, and tell a friend. This helps us get the word out about how to Catholic. Until next week, be saints. It's worth it. <laughs>